Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My name is Jay Mamie, and I'm excited to have you join us today for another hour of Thrive Time. You know, there's a lot to be said about how you invest your time and energy because it's one of those things that we don't get back if you invest your time and uh, the rate of return you you receive is poor. You can't get time back. And certainly energy, you could always restore energy, but why waste it in the first place? So your investment of time and energy when you attend and participate and join us uh, on Sunday mornings in our show it is something that I pride myself. I take it very seriously. So my intention is to deliver uh, uh, for your investment of time and energy quality broadcasting and quality uh, content that will help you thrive and get to the next level. And quite frankly, based on the feedback that we've received these last uh, three months, we are knocking it out of the park. So I'm excited to continue to deliver that quality content and broadcasting for you in return for your investment of time and energy being with us for this hour of Thrive Time. So if you're visiting our show today for the first time, let me say thank you. Thank you for joining our show. I, I'm not sure how you may have heard it uh, these days. There's such a buzz around the program that we are finding that it is a word-of-mouth movement. And any good program, and really anything that's worthwhile, is, is going to grow based on positive word of mouth. Our show continues to grow because of positive word of mouth. So if you're visiting today, listening to the show today for the very first time, I want to say thank you for joining us. You know, without a growing audience, without listeners, you really don't have a show. It doesn't matter how great your content is. If no one's listening, <laughs> it just doesn't do doesn't do you any good. Doesn't do anybody any good if no one's listening to your show. So I thank you for being here. For those of you that are returning, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for coming back. And and more importantly, thanks for, for the feedback that I continue to receive from many of you. Our show last Sunday was so powerful. Uh, and for those of you who have not had a chance to check it out, you certainly can go and hear that recording at the archive section at the jmamietalkshow.com. But that show was so impacting. Our guest, Tiki Davis, was so powerful. The content that I the, that I shared uh, on the show last Sunday was so was so impacting that immediately I started to receive feedback from many of you through text messages, LinkedIn messages, and so on and so forth. And even till this early this morning, I was reading some feedback from those of you that are catching it on the archive. So I encourage you continue to send me those comments and and uh, those wonderful uh, testimonies that uh, that I receive because they are certainly valuable to me and they encourage and inspire me. Speaking of our site, guys, you could always visit the jmamietalkshow.com and pick up uh, the, uh, the content that we're presenting in the weeks to come. I mentioned in our last few sessions that I am preparing uh, a program that will help you consider the changes you need to make in order for you to thrive in 2021. And so far, we are right in sync. We are right in alignment with our content, uh, delivering that message. And uh, again, many of you are agreeing with what we're doing. So the content can be heard once again at the archive section. And don't forget, visit our business directory. We've got great businesses on there that are supporting the show. And uh, I encourage you to check them out because they do support the show and they do provide incredible value. So we appreciate you and we appreciate everyone that's listening today. Our theme today, and I want to dive right into this because we've got a lot to, to get into today. And by the way, if you're a note taker or, a, uh, or someone that values 
storing good information than as many of the listeners are doing now. You're taking good notes. I encourage you. You certainly want to have a notepad somewhere nearby, or if you're listening to this on the archive, uh, you want to certainly have something that you could take notes on because I believe note takers are impact makers, and ultimately impact makers are money makers. And I believe if you're on the show today, it's because that's who you are. Well, today's show, we're going to dive into how do you guide young minds through challenges? Young minds, kids, whether they're 5 to 10, 10 to 12, young adults, I'm talking about young minds, impressionable young minds. How do you guide them through challenges so that they can thrive on the other side? Now, recently, my son, I have a 10-year-old son named Caleb, and he competed in a Ninja Nation competition. Ninja Nation, by the way, is sort of an offshoot of American Ninja Warriors, the very popular show where the athletes go through a number of obstacles. It's a it's a very popular TV show, and it's uh, it really highlights the physical um, strength that a person has to have in order to go through those obstacles, and the mental strength and the physical. Uh, the the emotional strength as well. It, it, it's unbelievable what they go through. Well, Ninja Nation is sort of an offshoot of that where kids can go play and they can go compete and have the same experience. So my son had his first major competition, his first real competition of that kind and on that level. I could tell he was getting nervous because his pacing gave it away. <laughs> the longer the wait for his turn to compete, the more I could see him starting to lose his composure. And for those of you who've competed at any level, you know, boy, once you start to lose your composure, even before you start to compete, man, you're in trouble. So even though the encouragement he was receiving from others was plentiful and should have calmed his nerves, it wasn't. Not at the least bit, especially as it was getting closer to his turn. I could tell because his breathing rhythm was off. And at that moment, I knew that if I didn't get into his head and his heart, he would not perform at his best. So I called him over and I reminded him that he needed to know two things. One is that the only person that really mattered for him to impress and be proud of was him. Not me, not his mom, not his teachers who came to visit, not his friends. I reminded him that there, that just a few months ago he had a cast for a broken wrist. And then on the heels of that recovery, he had on a sling for a fractured elbow. And yet there he was competing in a fairly challenging obstacle course. I had to remind him of that. I wanted him to remember that even through earlier physical challenges, he's been able to bounce back and do what most kids don't do, and that's compete in a pretty high-level competition only a few months later. And he did. Eventually, he did great, and he placed fourth in the very competitive field of other young uh, kids. So on the way home, I reflected on that experience, and I was reminded again of the massive responsibility that parents and teachers and coaches and ministry leaders and those in positions of influence, really anyone who has interaction with young minds, what the responsibility they have in guiding those young minds through challenges. I mean, if if it's not us who are going to help them, then who, right? The ability for us to help that young person deal with a difficult ordeal or uncomfortable obstacles will determine how they handle future ones as adults. Now, this, of course, will have an impact on their daily ability to thrive in life. Being able to deal with challenges is going to have an impact on their ability to thrive in life. So let me share with you a few tips to consider when presented with an opportunity to help a young person face a challenge and grow through it. 
you know, it's one thing to have conversations like this when you're an adult, but it's so much more important to have these types of conversations when you're dealing with kids, young minds. First things first, I encourage you, don't pull any punches. Don't pull any punches. Let them know the reality of challenges. Life will deliver challenges and obstacles, uncomfortable obstacles, difficult challenges. Now, based on your habits, though, and your decisions and your overall common sense, you can mitigate the number of challenges. You can mitigate the number of problems that can arise in your life, but you won't ever avoid them. You're never going to evade them. So the reality of letting these kids know that challenges are a part of life, it's important. Don't pull any punches. Second, you've got to remind them that they are special and they're endowed with special gifts specifically assigned to them for a future purpose that that will be revealed in time. They may not know what it is at the moment, but they've got a purpose. They've got gifts that will soon reveal their assignment. Remind them of that. Also remind them that there have been so many others in the course of history who have faced similar challenges maybe, or even worse, and yet they've been able to thrive through them. See, kids, young minds relate to the stories of others as means of being able to believe that they too can get through something. See, when we become adults, we can hear the successes and the ability for others to make it through a challenge, but we get so, we're, we're so tainted as adults with doubt and disbelief, but a young mind doesn't have that. A young mind believes whatever uh, you tell him or whatever you share with them or whatever they see in other people's successes and other people's ability to overcome a challenge, they are more eager to believe that, yeah, I can do that too. I was sharing with my son the story of Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott, for those of you baseball fans out there, uh, and for uh, being being a a New Yorker and a Yankee fan, Jim Abbott was a Yankee pitcher who had uh, who was born with no hand. He had one hand; the other hand was just didn't come with the package. <laughs> but Jim Abbott was able to throw a no hitter. Here's a guy who was born with no with a missing hand, and yet he was able to throw a no hitter in the Major League Baseball game when he played for the Yankees. He also went on to win an Olympic medal and a bunch of other accomplishments. The guy was born with no hand, with one less hand. Amazing. Remind kids the challenges that others have had, and yet look what they've done with those challenges. And here's another. Teach them the necessary skill of reassessing challenges because not every challenge carries the same degree of difficulty, right? And young minds need to know how to compartmentalize those situations Because some of them are going to require more of them in terms of emotion, focus, resource gathering, and then time to recover. But then there's those challenges or or situations that don't rise to that same level. So teach them to compartmentalize. Help them recall other challenges that they may have faced and how they were able to grow through it and be the, the better for it. Finally, encourage them to know that challenges develop resiliency. The only way you can develop being resilient is if you are faced with challenges. It tests your mettle. Teach them to grow through those challenges and develop the character resiliency. And that no pity partying is allowed. There's no pity parties in learning how to overcome and and make it through a challenge and grow on the other side. Guys, I'm excited about our guest. Our guest has a thing or two to say about this topic. Sylvia Farbstein is what I call the creative architect of the brand 
of 10 feet tall. She is not only a special person, and you'll find out why, but behind every superstar child, there is always a superstar mom. You're going to hear her story right after the break. Would you rather spend $100 or $10,000? It seems like a no-brainer, but most people don't know that their home insurance usually only comes with one water coverage, and you're missing out on three more. So if you're not sure if you have one or all four, please give me a call. My name is Diane Fitz with Goosehead Insurance. I have a family agency in Frisco, Texas, and we can shop the market for you to get you the best quality coverage. My number is 214-935-9625, and I can't wait to hear from you. Hey, friends. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show, and I'm a big believer and supporter of small businesses. That's why me and my wife, we love our beneficent candles. They make beautiful handmade candles that smell incredible and use safe, high-quality ingredients. You can feel good about their candles because every beneficent purchase supports cancer research. So visit beneficent.com. That's B-E-N-E-F-I-S-C-E-N-T.com to get your favorite candle. Use code J10 for 10% off your order and show support for small business. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. While you're here. I've been talking about this. Hear this. Fox News Talk live coverage. While working here. We're going to get through this, and we'll get through it together. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Wherever you are, whatever you want to hear, hear, hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. TuneIn. We're making house calls a thing again. Dispatch Health, in collaboration with Texas Health, dispatches urgent medical care professionals right to your home, work, or wherever you are, whenever you need them. For everything from COVID-19 testing and treatment to more everyday issues like respiratory infections, migraines, dehydration, sprains, strains, and minor fractures, Dispatch Health comes to you. See how it works at dispatchhealth.com DFW. Most major health insurance accepted. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am so excited to introduce you our featured guest today. Sylvia Farbstein is what I consider to be the person that is the creative architect uh, behind the 10 Feet Tall brand. And the 10 Feet Tall brand really is a story of her son, Brandon Farbstein, who he is probably one of the most impacting globally impacting individuals. Uh, he recently was considered the 19 under 19. And not only that, he's creating such a brand and name for himself because of his uniqueness. And quite frankly, he was just one of the models for the Tommy Hilfiger New York City fashion show. But he is one great story, but behind every great person, every great individual, there's always what I believe the greater person. And that is the one that inspires and motivates that young mind. And that's the story of Sylvia Farbstein. Sylvia and herself is a known speaker. She's a creative branding genius. And as I said earlier, she's, I believe, the creative architect behind the 10 Feet brand, the 10 Feet Tall brand. So I wanted to have her on the show today because as we spoke about how do you guide young mind through challenges, her story is so impacting and inspiring that I think will will certainly resonate with a lot of uh, individuals uh, that are listening to the show, but more importantly, will inspire them to take a page out of what she's done and what she's doing in her message and apply it to their lives. So Sylvia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate you having me on. 
Wonderful. Well, before we dive into the meat and potatoes and, and all the great things that we're going to chat about, can you first tell us a little bit about yourself to get our listeners up to speed? Absolutely. So I used to be so obsessed with certainty and meeting goals and taking all the right steps to achieve everything that I knew was ahead of me. And that included graduating from NYU with a finance degree, getting a job in New York City in private banking. But that sort of all came to an end when I took a chance. I went on a blind date with a young man, and I was number 95. (laughs) He went on 95 blind dates, um, and I ended up becoming number one from that 95. All right. And what that taught what that taught me was there's something magical about taking a chance. And we were engaged four and a half months later. Within 11 months, we were married. And I uprooted my entire predictable life to Richmond, Virginia. And that ended up being such a turning point for me because I went from being this established banker on a path to become vice president to going on an unknown journey. And the way I made that journey work is that I did not compare everything that I found in Richmond, Virginia, to my old life in New York City, because I knew that was a losing cause. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times when we face new opportunities or transitions in our life, we get so stuck in the comparison. And learning that lesson very early on in my married life, I feel, provided me with an incredible foundation for raising my son, Brandon. So I'll just fast forward several years. I ended up working in the Treasury Division of Reynolds Metals Company, gave birth to two kids, did the whole corporate uh, world and mommy thing all at the same time. And then when my son Brandon was two years old, we received a diagnosis that sort of came out of nowhere. He was diagnosed with a very rare form of dwarfism called metatropic dysplasia. And at that time, there were no Facebook support groups. There was nothing that I can turn to that would give me a blueprint of what his future would entail. We went to doctors and specialists, and when we would ask questions, most of the time the answers would be, we just don't know. We don't have enough information. And to date, Brandon is one of 100 individuals with this rare form of dwarfism. So, My husband and I decided very early on that we weren't going to let this limit us in any way, but we were going to enable our son to live the best life that he can live. And we did that by just treating him like a human being and not a boy with a diagnosis. That made the hugest difference in our nuclear family um, with our older daughter, Brooke, who's two and a half years older than him, and how Brandon came to interact with the world. We saw him for who he was and not a vision of who we 
expected him to be or who we wanted him to be. And I feel that as parents, we sometimes get very stuck in our expectations and we force our kids to be on certain paths because we think that is the best way for them to go. Mm. So by, by seeing Brandon as an individual, we didn't define or confine him by his medical condition. Not to say that we didn't lean into all the challenges and difficulties of the medical issues that we encountered. He had um, a couple of very serious leg surgeries. We leaned into all of that and we were realistic about it. But at the same time, it wasn't at the forefront of how we identified him. So fast forward, Brandon ended up um, discovering the world of drama because as a boy, he wasn't able to participate in sports like other kids his age. So we decided, you know what, let's sign him up for an acting class. And that truly, Jay, ended mm-hmm. up being the biggest gift we could have given him. Wow. Because it, it taught him the beauty of being yourself. Mm-hmm of being yourself and being comfortable on stage and articulating and being eloquent and also playing a character. So it stretched him in so many different ways. And it was very interesting because that we thought was a way of him showing his talents to the world. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I read his college essay where he shared how invisible he felt all those years on stage. And it boggled my mind because I said, you got standing ovations and accolades, but he said I was always playing another character. Mm. They they were clapping for my portrayal of someone else. Mm. And so Brandon's entire purpose of life came forth when he was 15 years old. And he had the opportunity to give a TEDx talk. And that opportunity came about because a few months later, we were at the airport. He was riding his mobility device, which is a very unique site. It is a mini Segway that he actually innovated as his own solution to use as a mobility device. And a stranger came up to him and wouldn't leave him alone and asked him a ton of questions. Mm -hmm. And he opened his heart to her and they connected. And it ended up that she was one of the originators of TEDx. And a few months later, he ended up being on the stage. Wow. So that was another lovely lesson that it is so important to open our hearts and minds to random people along our path. Sometimes we get so caught up in the hectic craze of life, especially think about it, you know, in the old days when we used to run through airports, it's a little crazy there. And, you know, you don't necessarily have the patience to stop what you're doing and and have a conversation with a stranger. But what an incredible gift it was that day that he actually stopped 
and spoke with this woman because that was a life-changing interaction. Mm -hmm. And ever since that day, it has taught us the magic of connecting with people, of sharing our hearts, of having a sense of humanity with one another and sharing our stories because that has led to these unbelievable opportunities and doors that we never knew existed. So after that TED Talk, Brandon, unfortunately, ended up getting cyberbullied at his high school. Mm. And we quickly learned that our laws protect freedom of speech more than they protect the victim of cyberbullying. So he and I got to work, and we decided to, ch to testify at the Virginia General Assembly. And as a result of merely sharing our experience during our story, we were able to get two pieces of legislation passed into law. And one of them protects um, communication because what we felt was that there was no communication between us and the school after this incident. And this is a proactive bill that requires communication um, be had within a certain number of days when an incident is reported. The other one requires that empathy be taught in the Virginia public school system, starting in kindergarten, going all the way up to 12th grade. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Because it is just so clear in our world that we are hungry for empathy. We are hungry to learn what it is like to widen your lens and see things through someone else's eyes, to walk beside them and feel what it's like to walk in their shoes rather than constantly competing with one another and trying to climb the ladder academically and, you know, within the sports world uh, that we have in our school system. So we were just so thrilled to see, again, the magic and the impact of sharing our story and how the legal system was able to benefit from that and how it is going to impact the education of countless students down the line. And as a result of that cyberbullying, Brandon left his high school. He continued his education online and started his professional speaking career. So at the age of 18, he became the youngest member of the National Speakers Association, and that gave him an inroads into incredible professionals such as yourself, who embraced him so early in the process and never made him feel too young, too different, too this or too that. Instead, they shared their expertise and their knowledge and made him feel like a peer. And well, that showed us the, the power of connecting with those that um, are steps ahead of you. Well, I tell you, I, I, I remember meeting Brandon at uh, the NSA convention in Orlando. That's where you and I met also. And I was so impressed with him because as your your business says, your your brand says, the company 10 feet tall, this brother was, I mean, he was taking control of the room. He was a, he might as well have been 10 feet tall. And I was so impressed by his confidence 
and his just enthusiasm. And you could tell that this young guy was going places. Um, and that's really what impressed me. And then I met you and then I had a chance to chat with you and I said, okay, this is a, a power team. And I could see where he gets his tenacity from and resiliency from because I saw that oozing out of you. Sylvia, when we come back after the break, I, I want to chat a little bit more about the idea for 10 feet tall. Where did that come from? But I also want to chat more about what impressed you most about your abilities to persevere and overcome challenges. As you said earlier, you were thrown into this unexpectedly. So there are some lessons you had to learn yourself about um, persevering, overcoming challenges that I am sure Brandon has uh, picked up from. So when we come back after the break, I want to dive into that, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Looking forward. All right, folks, we'll be right back after the break. Running and marketing your company during a pandemic requires creative solutions. That's why the Ritchie Company can help you in a variety of ways from signage to show your customers you're open and following all social distancing and safety guidelines to branded items like masks, hand sanitizers, bags, and even packaging. Go check them out at therichiecompany.com. That's R-I-C-H-E-Y company.com. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.com. I'm thinking about Dorothy. Dorothy who? There's no place like home. That Dorothy. Oh, the one with the shoes. And all she wanted was to get back home. Home is a special place. And 1-800-GOT-JUNK makes it even more special. By getting rid of what doesn't belong? By getting rid of what doesn't belong. We love what we do. Let us do it for you. We'll give you back your big, open, magical home. Because that's what you get when the junk is gone. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm on the line here with Sylvia Barbstein. And, boy, she's caught us up to speed with uh, with her story. And 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 I, it's so fascinating to hear how people are able to embrace a challenge, pivot, and turn something that for most people could be a difficult situation that they maybe never recover from into something beautiful, something meaningful, something impacting. That's what she has done. There's no end in sight with what she's doing and her creative genius and her, her uh, what I believe, her heart uh, to make change. And, of course, her son, Brandon, uh, the same. So where we left off last segment, Sylvia, was this idea for 10 feet tall. Tell us a little bit about where does this this idea for this brand, this this company, ten feet tall, come from, and what's its initiative? Absolutely. So Brandon's vision is for people to widen the lens through which they see themselves, because once we realize how powerful, how unique, how many incredible gifts we all have within us we are able to rise into our own purpose. And as a result, we're able to impact the world in a really powerful way. And although Brandon's physical stature has left him right under four feet tall, 
he's lived his life in such a way and learned to use his voice and his platform in such a way that it makes him feel 10 feet tall. It's all about incorporating a mindset where you truly believe in yourself and you don't let life's physical or your own mental limitations hold you back Mm. from where you truly need to go. Powerful. That's a powerful point. And we could really wrap up the show with that golden nugget right there, but we're not because <laughs> we've got more to go. So Brandon has an amazing attitude. I mentioned about that early. He's got a great perspective about life, which I would submit came from you and your husband's encouragement. So let's talk about that. What would you say was the most impacting words of wisdom that you uh, and your husband, did you both gave to Brandon that any other parent or coach or leader can give a young person who may only see their limitations? Absolutely. That's a great question, Jay. I remember it wasn't until Brandon was about four years old that he looked in the mirror and I was standing right beside him and he asked, why do I look different? Mm. And instead of going into the fact that, well, you've got this form of dwarfism and you're going to face a life of hardships, we just said to him, you have special bones and they grow in a unique way. And we sort of left it at that. And we raised him to truly feel pain and suffering. And I'm not saying that in a harsh way, but what I'm saying is that We wanted him to feel comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm. be that physical pain or mental anguish. And we were there for him to lean on and we were there to support him and guide him. But we really wanted him to learn how to advocate and lean on himself. And that was a very powerful thing. And as he got older, and, you know, started the middle school years, we weren't there to rescue him. We wanted him to understand these are the steps that I need to take in order to alleviate the situation. And I think that really helped him become a powerful force in his own life. Many times parents are becoming helicopters or, you know, lawnmowers where they want to literally get rid of all the obstacles that stand in their kids' ways. And truthfully, that doesn't do them any favors. We need to raise our kids with a sense of resourcefulness and resilience and creativity. And by doing it that way, Kids are able to adapt and pivot and regroup. And as Brandon always says, innovate your own solution. Because you don't need a diagnosis to know that life is going to throw crazy curveballs. And I call them zigs and zags that are going to be in our way. This pandemic is obviously a prime example. And instead of feeling sorry for our kids or constantly telling them how bad you feel that they're not experiencing life as it was, why not embrace the unknown and show them the incredible skills that they are now learning that is going to serve them well in their future 
in their careers. Because I guarantee you, the kids that are learning to flow with life instead of feeling frozen and stuck in this different world that we're in are the future adults that are going to create amazing things that will be incredible solutions in the workforce and in our society. That's powerful. I, I love what you just said there. In fact, as you're saying the words resiliency and challenges and so on and so forth, it reminds me of the opening segment because that's exactly, Sylvia, what I spoke about. I spoke about the making, um, not sugarcoating life to our kids or, or to young folks, whether they're your kids or not, not sugarcoating it, not to pull any punches, letting them know that there are going to be challenges in life. Life brings sets of, of challenges just about every other day or if not every other week, and we, we can certainly mitigate uh, the probability of challenges by our decisions, our habits, hanging around good people, uh, being resourceful, and, and many, many positive aspects of our own character that we can develop in order to m mitigate the probability of challenges, but you can't evade them, you can't avoid them, they're going to come, and I, keeping it real is important because it, what's, uh, those challenges is what develops resiliency. And uh, so I, 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 I love what you just said. It's absolutely true. So let me ask you, what is the message that 10 feet tall is bringing to the world right now? Because there's no end in sight. And you, with your creative, what I call a architectural mind, and you're the, you're the operations genius there. Uh, I'm sure there's some plans, but what's the message that 10 feet tall is delivering? And why do you feel right now it's so desperately needed? Brandon, as a 21-year-old, is a prime example of being on a unique path that did not follow all the conventional steps. So when his high school experience became toxic, he left school, he finished online, he did his senior year at community college, he went to college, uh, a four-year college for one semester and had a professional speaking career. And at the end of the first semester said, mom, dad, I'm learning so much more in the real world. I'm going to leave school and is now pursuing successfully a full-time speaking career. I'm not saying this to brag on my son. I'm saying this as an example of what it is like to steer off course, not follow the norms of society and just continue with your heart, with your passion to make a difference in the world, figure out how you're going to be able to monetize it and create incredible impact by connecting with people, helping elevate empathy along the way, helping people see themselves in a clearer light, helping people realize the beauty of celebrating your differences celebrating your uniqueness and bringing that forth to the world without limitation, without feeling defined or confined by anything that anyone says or any diagnosis that may come your way. I think if we all vibrate in a higher light, we are going to make such strides to create not a new normal after this pandemic, but truly a better normal. There is so much in this world that needs to be eliminated, and there is so much good that can come out of all of us 
following our hearts and our passions. And I just implore parents to realize that while we raise our kids, at the end of the day, they are our greatest teachers. I love that message. One of those messages that's desperately needed is we need to celebrate each other's differences. We need to celebrate the fact that no one is the same, but and, and no one path is the right path for every one person. And Brandon really has had a chance to, to highlight that. In fact, I think re- recently he was also in the great company of Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yes, yes. Um, Brandon was involved in um, a few different projects. One um, where he got to model for Gary V and his amazing sneaker line. Um, so it's also interesting to see that you don't need to wait to be invited for a seat at the table. Mm. This global world is full of opportunities that we can all take advantage of to connect with each other online. We don't need to get on an airplane anymore to do that. And Brandon has put himself out there and is very comfortable at reaching out to people and showing how he would add value by aligning with them. And as a result has been able to do these amazing partnerships and collaborations. That's amazing. Sylvia, as we wrap up this segment, it's been a real treat to have you on the show. And we could certainly talk for hours here. But in the last 30 seconds or so, as a mom, there are tons of moms that are listening to the show right now. How does it feel when you see your child not only so determined to change lives, but actually pursuing it? I know it's a a short, short change of an answer with 30 seconds, but if you could just give us your... Your feeling on that, that'd be great. It truly is the best feeling in the world because we raise them in the hopes of them having and living a fulfilling life. And to be able to watch your child pursue their passion and make impact is truly the greatest gift of all. Well, I I echo that. Completely echo that, having three kids of my own, and I'm sure many parents could resonate with that as well. Sylvia, where could people find more information about you, about Brandon, in the last 10 seconds? Absolutely. BrandonFarpstein.com is Brandon's website, and you could see all of his work there. And I would love to connect with people either on Facebook or LinkedIn. Sylvia Farpstein is my name, and um, please reach out and would love to continue the conversation. It's an important one. Sylvia, thanks for all that you do as a, as a mom, as a creative genius, as a just a superb marketing person of a message. You market a message, and I think there could be no greater goal in marketing than marketing a message that empowers people, and that's what you've been able to do effectively. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much, Jay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Are you looking for the very best in senior care, but also safety against coronavirus? I'm Godwin Dixon, co-founder and co-creator of Teresa's House Assisted Living and Memory Care at Craig Ranch McKinney. We designed Teresa's House to be the very best with state-of-the-art air safety features and 24-7 on-site nursing and fun activities in a beautiful and home-like setting. Teresa's House is perfect. Call us today at 972-747-8033 or visit us at teresashouse.com to learn more. Teresa's House, just like home, only better. Are you ready to buy a home? 
but have been turned down from another lender or just don't know where to begin? Don't give up on your dream. Your local Texas team at Angel Oak Home Loans may have the perfect solution for you. They offer traditional loans and a portfolio suite of products to help customers with financing needs. Contact your Angel Oak Home Loans Texas team today. Visit DonnieWalton.com or call them 214-280-5716. Not a commitment to lend. All loans are subject to credit approval. NMLS 685842, Equal Housing Lender. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. While you're here. I've been talking about this. Hear this. Fox News Talk live coverage. While working here. We're going to get through this, and we'll get through it together. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Wherever you are, whatever you want to hear, hear, hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. TuneIn. We're making house calls a thing again. Dispatch Health, in collaboration with Texas Health, dispatches urgent medical care professionals right to your home, work, or wherever you are, whenever you need them. For everything from COVID-19 testing and treatment to more everyday issues like respiratory infections, migraines, dehydration, sprains, strains, and minor fractures, Dispatch Health comes to you. See how it works at dispatchhealth.com DFW. Most major health insurance accepted. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We just wrapped up a fantastic segment with Sylvia Bardstein. Hopefully you took a lot of good notes from that one, guys. This next segment features really what I believe is such an important topic to discuss, especially these days, that I wanted to bring an expert in the field of health insurance uh, and, and health care coverage because right now, as we're entering what's called the open enrollment season, and depending when you hear this show or not, it may be past the open enrollment season, but it doesn't really matter. Because learning more and getting informed and educated about one of the most important aspects, financial aspects of your life, which is being properly covered for medical insurance, uh, is something that's never going to go away. And regardless when you hear this show, it's important to hear. So on the line right now, we've got Stephen Guilfoyle. Stephen is the founder and CEO of AffordaCare, uh, one of the premier insurance agencies in the country, which is why he's on the show. So, Steve, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay, thank you so much for having us. I'm really looking forward to this. Steve, before we jump into the educational aspect and the value you bring uh, from a health insurance standpoint, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, when I started the insurance stuff, which is obviously not um, what I plan on doing, it was either to be a astronaut or a firefighter or something like that. I was not <laughs> planning on being a insurance agent, but um, I started knocking doors and uh, got pretty good at it. And I understood from that that the most important thing that someone ever buys in their life is their major medical health insurance. It's something that they can't pay off. It never goes away. And unlike a house or a car, it's probably their largest expense they'll ever have. And so really to target what was the major pain point in most people I talked to was trying to solve a problem, just like you said, that will never go away. And in most cases, will keep getting more expensive. You know, it's interesting. Even though you didn't pursue the life of an astronaut or a firefighter, you could certainly insure them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Firefighter is probably easier than astronauts, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this is true. This is true. So we're going to have to have you back to talk a little bit more about that desire to be an astronaut and how that compared to a uh, to a firefighter. Uh, that's a pretty big difference. And then all of a sudden into health insurance. So that's an interesting story all to itself. But I, I want to ask you, what makes buying 
major medical health insurance, such a complexity these days. I mean, people are confused as to what I should get, what should I do this? And there's so many different programs out there. How does a person even figure out what's right for them? Well, that's a really good question. You know, I believe it's partly by design, too. Mm. I mean, a lot of carers, I think, need that confusion because, well, I guess for one, it, it's job security for agents. And so that's one thing. But I think there's something more to that where I think the the confusion, I think, where a lot of people just throw their hands up is really a, a, a sad thing that we deal with. Because, again, like we've talked about, it's probably one of the most important things you can buy in your life. And, and really, I guess we just feel that there's a better way for people to understand it, a better way to buy it, and a better way for people to be informed with it. You know, I think you're right about that. There is always a designed mystery that shrouds this particular product uh, or service. Uh, and I believe it's by intent because sometimes if you don't really know what you're buying, you end up buying whatever somebody sells you. And uh, boy, is that a challenge, not only in the health insurance world, but in any service-oriented industry, which is what I appreciate about you, Stephen, what your company is doing. You make it very simple. You make it very understandable. And it's why you're one of the premier agencies out there right now. But what should an individual or, or even a company or, or a business owner, what should they be focused on when looking at buying health insurance? Well, pretty much, especially with open enrollment coming up here, there's really two things that they need to look at. Um, and that's, you know, just like anybody else would, with any other product, it's cost and coverage. And one of the ways that you first thing to look at is your network and kind of the availability of that. And so one easy way to remember it is there is an HMO and a PPO. And the HMO, that's the one where you're very limited. The easy way to think about that one is HMO stands for horrible medical option. And then, P <laughs> and then the PPO, that allows you to have a larger range um, in multiple states, a lot of more flexibility with who you pick. So the, the network, in, when you're picking, the PPO is typically going to be a little bit more expensive, but it's going to allow you a lot more access to doctors. So, so, so that's the first thing I'd look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that you also were a comedian. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, Jay, well, you've I've got so many backup plans. I that? know. And if I just keep taking lessons from you every week, I'll, I'll be there in 15 <laughs> or 20 years, I'm sure. Oh, that is awesome, buddy. That is, keep coming back. Keep coming back. Well, let me ask All you right. this then. So that, that's the first thing that an individual company has to be focused on. But you mentioned also cost. In my own personal pursuit of health insurance, the cost between one plan and another, sometimes it's like East Coast to West Coast, North and South. There, I mean, it, the disparity is so huge. And I'm wondering, how could this be uh, if it's relatively the same coverage or, or somewhat the same coverage? How, how can the, the cost be so vastly different? There's got to be something to that. Can, can you share your thoughts on why that is the case sometimes? Well, one of the things and what really put us on the map was when Obamacare came out. Mm -hmm. And for those of you guys not familiar with it, Obamacare was basically saying that before that, health insurance used to be like life insurance, where if you wanted to buy a good life insurance policy, you'd ask health questions about yourself. They would do some underwriting. And the insurance company that holds your paper that's going to pay that claim has information about you prior to you purchasing the coverage. And so as you provide more information, the insurance company knows more about you, right? So they can make an informed decision and your rate can more accurately reflect who you are and what they're insuring. So long way of saying that is 
there now is a way that with health insurance that you can buy a plan where you, if you're willing to give them more information, go through some health questions, you can get the same plan, the same coverage, the same network, the same deductible, and everything else at a much lower rate because if you're willing to obviously be a healthier person, you, you deserve to pay it a lesser rate. So that being said, you're absolutely right. I think if you're a healthier person, you should pay a whole lot less. And, and certainly if you aren't uh, someone who's got a great track record of health, reasonably so, you're going to pay a little bit more. Um, but, but, you know, arriving at that simplicity of concept, sometimes I guess for a lot of insurance companies is something that they don't, uh, they don't comprehend when the average person can arrive at that conclusion pretty quickly, like you and I just did in terms of how do you price something, but what do you see happening to the health insurance industry in the future? I mean, there's, there's lots of talk, right? And depending who's in office, depending what the particular, uh, policies in place, uh, or changes in the industry, uh, there, there are going to be some changes in the future of the health insurance industry. What, what do you see happening based on your experience, your wisdom? What, what do you see happening in the future of this, of this industry? Uh, whatever the government does, there's always going to be private health care. There's always going to be different options. And so the beauty when you work with, um, you know, somebody that's been doing it, a while and has different access to carriers. Um, I would definitely make sure that if you have an agent that you talk to them and you ask them to see multiple options, multiple carriers, because every single one of those carriers is going to give you, is going to underwrite differently, is going to look at different plans. And so I think when you're shopping for your coverage this year, if you're looking for, um, you know, coverage on the exchange or the Obamacare, realize that if that seems really expensive, it's because it is. That is the worst case scenario of your rates that you could possibly pay. And there are other private options with equally good levels of coverage, equally good networks, that if you can qualify, I would look at those options um, if price is an issue for you when you're buying insurance. Brilliant advice. Brilliant, brilliant advice. I think the challenge that a lot of people get caught into is the comfortability of the familiarity with their policy and they never bother shopping it around. And our last minute here, uh, Stephen, what is your niche market? Where, where is Affordacare the strongest uh, for our listeners who, who are interested now? Where is your niche market the most powerful? So what, what we really um, take pride in is, is we help in companies, small companies and individuals offer their best coverage to their best employees. And that we do that by starting with the best rates having the best networks and allowing them to compare multiple carriers at the same time. So instead of just back in the day with one carrier and this is the price, we make sure every year that as they shop for rates that we can compare that to other identical or very similar companies to have them make the very best buying decision possible. Um, we've, like I said, been doing this over a decade. We have about $50 million of collected premium, mm. and we have agents in every state, 43 offices across the country. And with that, it's one of those things where to have an actual person go through and take what is this craziness of the health insurance, try to simplify that, and just give you things that you and your family can look at, and then you, you of course, make that decision on your own. But if we're happy to help, and it's one of those things that – Again, it's such an important decision that you really shouldn't go to law. Stephen, where can people go to find you in the last few seconds here? Uh, it's affordacareinsurance.com, and that's afford, the letter A, careinsurance.com. 
affordacareinsurance.com. Stephen, thank you for being on the show, my friend. Jay, I appreciate you so much. We'll, uh, we'll come back for our comedy lessons. Next Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, that's a wrap. Another powerful segment of the Jay Mamie Talk Show is in the books. Come back next week for another great episode. Have a fantastic week. And remember, it's always important to thrive.